Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host as always, Colin Hallboom. Happy to be here on a Monday night following week six of the NFL season. And I'm even happier to be joined by my co-host, Scott Capron. Scotty, what's good, man? Oh, you know, like you said, uh, happy Monday. Got a good game to look forward to tonight. And uh, yeah, bud, how the hell are you? Good, man. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to tonight's matchup much more than I was last night. It was kind of like I was I was very busy yesterday, so I was obviously watching football still, but yeah, uh, pre- preoccupied while doing it. Um, thankfully, I caught that that Dallas game. Yeah. Dallas game was awesome. You know, that Sunday nighter with uh, Geno Smith versus the corpse of Roethlisberger, our power went out from about 6 until 11 last night. And it was like, I've never been more okay with missing a Sunday nighter, maybe in, you know, 20 years or something like that. So, uh, I mean, it looked like it went to overtime and there was some interest in what happened, but uh, I think overall not a terrible game to miss. No, absolutely not. And you're yeah. totally right. Like, even though it went to overtime, honestly, I didn't even watch the overtime. I waited all the way to the overtime and I was like, screw this. I don't even care. I was like, I'll see well, who wins. Yeah, exactly. Unless you have some action on the game and it's like Sunday at 1145 and you're watching those two teams play, it's, you really start reassessing things. Exactly. I don't know. I, I get that on a lot of Sunday nighters when I'm chasing. So for sure. Those two. Yeah. Um. So. In terms of games yesterday, how about yes. we got to go right? We got to go right to Dallas, New England, because that was wild. What a finish! Yeah. What a game overall. I mean, I mean just a not- classic, classic Belichick figuring out a way to stay in the game. You know, like um, Dallas definitely left some points on the board, but you know, Mac Jones finds a drive and they're down by six. Uh, you know, to make it 21-20, even though there's no way they should have been in the game. Um, Dallas finally takes the lead, and obviously that leads to the incredible ping-pong ending of the last three or four minutes of regulation plus overtime. Just, uh, what? yeah, I mean, good game, entertaining game, some questionable decisions, I would say, but, uh, I mean, what a finish to walk them off like that with, uh, with C.D. Lamb. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it seemed like some of those questionable decisions almost washed each other away between the two coaches. Uh, I, yeah, and like it evened out. I, I mean, no, yeah, for no, sure. No. So we can like, start out with the with the McCarthy trying to kick the field goal. Um, you know, from it was fourth and one from I think about the thirty two of New England. It's just, I know it's easy to say because they missed it. Um, so, you know, it's the wrong decision or whatever. But I, I still – I don't even like going up two with that situation on the plus side of the two-minute warning. It gives the other team so many so much time to go down and just kick kick one to beat you. I really think, especially because they had their timeouts, plus the two-minute warning, you have to go there. You have to try to get that first down. And so I'm not killing them because the field goal was missed. Like, that's results versus process. Uh, you know, what can you do? Obviously, they're trying to make the field goal and take the lead. But um, – I, you know, I didn't agree with that. I think Dallas kind of won in spite of themselves, to be completely honest. Although, what do you think about what do you think about Belichick punting the ball in overtime? Uh, where yeah, were they on the I field? I know it's tough. Like, they're yeah, about their forty-five. But yeah, I mean, I you're guess, gonna give the ball back against, to Dak. Yeah, against that offense, no. Like I, I, I again, hindsight, but. At the same time, no, like thinking of how that game went, like Dak was yeah. putting up historic numbers against the Belichick defense already that game. He was carving them up. And then, you know, because New England had the ball first, then Dallas just has to kick a field goal, right, uh, in order to win the game. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know. So, no, I get no it. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. I, I think that would have went. Yeah. There's this magical, you know, you're on your side of the 50s, so and that means you all of a sudden can't, you know, gain four yards if you have to. But, um, I don't know. I think that that screwed him. How about how about Dallas scoring to cover every single bet though throughout the week? The the, the line hovered between minus three and minus four the entire week, and you know any other situation, and that's just a field goal win. And some people might have gotten a push, but most most New England betters are cashing, and then then instead Dallas just 
35-yarder off Dak's back foot to a wide open lamb, by the way, wide open. Perfectly called, perfect play oh. to call. Just like, awesome. and I can't believe how open he was. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was awesome. And that's that like, yeah, it, like I have written down is Trayvon Diggs real? Like this, the not only <laughs> yes. it's not just the production, right? Or like, yeah. like it, it's how he's doing it. Like that pick, if you just break it down in isolation of itself, is an incredible interception. He didn't oh, yeah. even ha- he didn't even have control of the ball as he's leaping over the the offensive player on the ground. So he hurdles the guy while gaining control and then full speed, full it's, steam ahead. He's he's could potentially have one of the more fascinating defensive player of the year, um, you know, candidacies that we've seen because he's picking the ball off and, and he's got a few touchdowns as well. So he's so valuable in that way. But he's also, they're throwing at him because he's giving up yards. But then he's making the big plays, so it's, you have to determine, I guess, how you want to uh, break down the spectacular versus just the the you know the normal chunk plays that he's given up. But um, I, hey, he's making the big plays. That was unbelievable, unreal. And then and then of course New England scores on the next play on an absolute bomb, total botch coverage as well, right? So crazy. Yeah, what a game! What a game! What? Dallas. Hey, Dallas is really good. I mean, Dallas is Dallas is legit. Like at this point, you can't even just say, "Oh, it's just yeah. their offense." Like their defense is making plays. You got Randy Gregory almost murdered Mac Jones on live television, and he's playing out of his mind. He looks like the the prospect he was coined to be coming coming out years ago. Yeah, I heard a stat um, that that was the fastest he's ever gotten to the quarterback ever on a given snap. Interesting. Like like stop. I don't know if someone's there like clicking them and like they're they're timing the the junior boys a hundred meter after this or what, what goes on with this, with the stopwatch. But uh, yeah, man, uh, that's, he really did almost kill him, Um, but they're good. They're, they're really good. And I think you can look at it one of two ways. I think you can like, all right, they snuck out of new England with a win. Always not a bad thing. And you can also say they should have, they should have won the game by 13 or 14 points or something. Right. So I don't know. I, I think, the fact that they actually got that W, um, no matter what way you slice it, it's uh, an easily, uh, it's easy to put a po- po- very positive spin on on what happened there for Dallas. They're good, man. They're really good, and they're yeah, going to just all... dismantle that division. Yeah, it's not even close now. Like, uh, feel... it's like they've gone from being perennially overrated just because of the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys to being underrated. And I don't know if it's fair to say underrated. Like coming into this year, there were a ton of question marks. Aside from mm-hmm. the Dak, the Dak injury coming back from such a significant injury, but also on the defensive side of the ball, like they did not look yeah. good based on their resume over the last few seasons. No. Um, but they've just had a and couple it, guys come out of nowhere, and they're playing without uh, Demarcus Lawrence right now, right? Yeah, oh, him in the mix sure. with Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons is crushing it. Vander Esch is doing his thing, and then it just yeah, seems the, like it, it doesn't matter who's in the secondary because Trayvon Diggs is there. It's just ball hawking. I know, dude, they're good. They're good. And I totally yeah. agree with you. I think people are even now hesitant to give them credit or to to put them up there as a real contender because it's Dallas and we've kind of seen this before. If if they were another team, you know, the the Fort Wayne Frickos or something like that, then I think everyone would be on them because they know that they're just a legitimately good team. So be fascinating to watch. Um, I was thinking about this. Well, it's sound like a psycho on my car ride home. But um, one of these, so one of Arizona, the Rams, Tampa, Dallas, or Green Bay will not be playing in the second weekend of the playoffs, like in that wow. divisional round. That's crazy. crazy when you think about it, right? It is. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of it quite that specifically, but I was just kind of thinking about the teams in the NFC and how they stack up. And there's a lot in that tier, that you know, top tier of the NFC. I think I think that top five is a pretty distinct group, and then big there's drop a heavy off. drop, heavy yeah. drop off after that, right? Because I don't know who you want to throw in there. Maybe New Orleans and um, the I don't even know. I guess the Seahawks or Niners could hop back in there into the playoff race, and then Carolina's hanging around. But they're 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 a definitive tier below that top five. But two of those teams are gonna have to play each other in that first weekend, and it's gonna be that's gonna be really something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be exciting and we'll see what happens there. That'll be some great football. 
So it'll yeah, be better, so sure. better than Seahawks Steelers on Sunday. Yeah. Night. And, and sorry, quickly. I mean, that was that was very Cowboys heavy. But just to talk on New England, you know, they're they're hanging in there. They're scrappy. They're well cooked. They're just not going to be very good. Like they just don't have the guys. I don't they're, think, and they're not. They're probably not going to. Doesn't seem like they want to uh, turn uh, Mac Jones loose uh, once again. A lot of dinking and dunking. He's. I, I like him. I like what. Like I like what I see from him. But they're they're not any good. They're they're not a playoff team. There's no way. No. It, 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 like if he didn't have that that long touchdown to what, who is it? Bourne, Kendrick Bourne, or whatever. Yeah. Um. His, like his yardage, his passing yards would have been so low. Like they're they're really managing him carefully. Oh, but yeah. it's not even a matter of just managing him. It's like you know, let's see what he can do a little bit. He's playing fine. He's playing absolutely fine. You could argue he's been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL. Wouldn't even be that hard of an argument to make, to be honest. No, um, I agree. You know, so I'm nothing away from him as an individual, but he's your guy. He's clearly not like a typical rookie in the sense that he's like. Um, playing any sort of unpredictable football. It's almost like a veteran game manager he is out there. Yeah. I think I think they got to let him use his arm a little bit more. Um, but it comes down to the weapons too. Like, I guess that's just not their philosophy. I mean, you paid for two tier three tight ends, big money. Like, what a peculiar offseason. And we were critical of it then. And they bring in Aguilar, like paying him off one good year with the Raiders, and now he's dropping balls like he was in Philly. Um, <laughs> like there's Aguilar. no pop. No, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no pop. <laughs> No pop to that offense at all. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I don't think anyone's scared. I don't think anyone's scared going there. I think they're zero four at home. Um, so there, no one's going to be worried about playing the big bad Pats at all. They got to play the Bills twice. Still, like I don't know, man. They're going to have to find a hot part of this, like get hot at the right time in order to to sneak in. I don't think I don't think they're in contention at all. But we'll. I guess we'll see. For sure. And one thing I just kind of breezed over. Um, so in terms of the, the Buccaneers, we covered the Bucs um, on Friday following their Thursday nighter. So yeah. if you haven't listened to that, go check out the Bucks Banter podcast, episode 27, where we recap that Thursday night football game. We took a nice deep dive into it, talking about the Bucks, what's to come. So tonight we're going to really focus on around the NFL. We're more wrapping up yesterday's events and We'll talk a bit about tonight's game as that's going to be kicking off in about an hour or so. Um, in terms of the Bucks, though, there is one piece of news. And of course, at if at any point, if any of our viewers care to chime in, they want us to chat some Bucks, we will always be happy to address it at any time. Absolutely. Um, but the Bucks just released Jaden Mickens. Um, so that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, to be honest with you. And I guess it's going to be Jalen Darden time in Tampa as it in terms of uh, returning kicks, unless Bruce is planning to use AB as his punt returner, or I mean, Scotty Miller's on the shelf. So uh looks like how long for Scotty Miller? Uh, he's, on, he's on IR. We don't know. It's like, okay. it's like a, a really bad case of turf toe is all I know. Oh, you so ever had I, that? Uh, I've, I've had some pretty bad. I broke my toe in grade when I was 12 and it's it oh. healed or it dislocated it and it healed that way. So I've always had toe pain. So I guess it's like oh, the equivalent God. of turf toe. It's apparently just brutal. I've never That's had I've like heard. I've never had it, but uh, it's one of those ones like, oh yeah, this guy's got turf toe. Figure it out, and then you find out it's like that's just a a name for you know like ligament damage or whatever it is. It's like oh okay yeah yeah that that probably hurts to walk. Yeah, and if you have any, if you've ever, as an athlete, if you ever had pain in your big toe, I mean, Ooh. it's significant. It's it's how you, it's what you launch with. It's what balances no your feet. So no kidding, um, you know, not as insignificant as it may appear on the surface of the turf. <laughs> the turfus, if you will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so, so I I was a little surprised to see Jaden Mickens released. I haven't. This just happened within like the last hour and a half or so. Uh, and I've been busy running around, put my kids down and all that stuff. So I'm not exactly sure. People were calling for an emergency pod. Yeah. They were, they were, we need the Jaden Mickens takes now. Get on the horn, boom. Well, I do, up. I do like Jaden Mickens, especially as a, yeah. a kickoff return, man. Um, I mean, the Bucks aren't ranking anywhere spectacular. I think they're dead middle of the pack, like 16 in terms of kick returns. And they're worse than that in punt returns. But. I mean that that I don't I don't like when the player is exclusively judged by that because you got to judge the unit as well and the Bucks special teams have been in a transitionary period anyway so it seems yeah. kind of silly but it does matter you know what I mean like yeah I mean you're trying to be as um, efficient and optimal at every phase of the game 
kickoff returns is kind of just like a shrug at this point. Like how many kicks are even being returned in a given game? Right. Great point. I, I, you know, great point. Yeah. You, you, you're trying to, like I said, you're trying to do whatever you can to make your team better. But like, you know, if there's literally an expendable um, segment of the game right now, it's, it's kick returns. I know punt returns are obviously different, but uh, we'll see what they do there. I mean, Mickens, was, Mickens wasn't as good at, at punt returning as he was kick returning, but I am I am surprised as Justin Larson, uh, watching us on Facebook, says he did not see that one coming. Hmm. Uh, we're we're with I'm with you, JL. Uh, didn't expect it. Kyrie Norman agrees on Facebook as well, hmm. saying, "Damn, Mickens was a decent returner." I agree, Kyrie. I'm with you on that one. Um, I thought he's continued to get better as well, and there's times when Mickens has been asked to step in. Not recently, not in recent memory, but over the course of his his few years with the Buccaneers, where I thought he he was really solid as like a backup receiver as well, and he seemed like a guy the Bucks like wanted to let go. He's had some off the field issues, but he just managed to continually play his way um, into onto the roster. And uh, yeah. so for it to just happen now, all of a sudden, caught me off guard a little bit. And I wonder if there's more to it. Um, not to speculate, but I, I, as mentioned, he has had some off the field issues. Who knows? But yeah. um, so a couple things there. Uh, one, I haven't heard you say I agree Kyrie in a while. So that's uh, that's a little bit different. Um, yeah. Different to hear. Um, finally, yeah, a, two, a Kyrie with some sense. Finally, a Kyrie we can get on board with. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you got to make these moves sometimes during the season. I, you you've liked Mickens. Um, you don't seem too heartbroken about the, about losing him, but you know, hopefully he signs, hopefully, uh, catches on somewhere and, and does something. Cause he, he's definitely a good player. He's definitely got ability. Just, uh, you know, one of those things. And hopefully it's not in our division. I mean, yeah. I think like, like they, they, they moved up in the fourth round to select Jalen Darden. He's not really yeah. going to be on the field as a receiver this season, barring injury or a couple injuries. So, Really, it could just be the fact that maybe Jalen Darden is starting to really turn some heads in practice, and it's at like gotten to the point where he looks good enough that they're like, "All right, time to ride with ride with the young guy here." He's got his he's got his five five games as a backup, six games as a backup. Um, he's taking the reins now, and that's about yeah. as much as I can imagine. So that's the one positive. I'm excited to see what Jalen Darden can do, especially because for him, you know, he he played like. He's periodically come in and returned a couple, but that's hard to do. Like, let give him the role, let him run with it, and see what happens. So, we For shall sure. see how that goes. Uh, yes, but anyway, sir. like like I mentioned, if anyone has anything they'd like us to talk about as it relates to the Buccaneers, hit us up in the comments, whether on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you're watching us live here on Bucks Report. Otherwise, we're going to keep churning along and discussing some of the other teams in the NFL who. Bucks fans should be paying attention to whether they're in the NFC or AFC because there's some teams who are really beginning to establish themselves as the cream of the crop in the NFL. One of those, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens coming up with a major statement win, I was, dominating the Chargers yesterday, an absolute obliteration. And I think they sorry, start to finish, just start yeah. to finish, like never in doubt. Uh, the Chargers kind of scored near the end of the half to make it look respectable. Still didn't didn't matter. Like didn't matter. Didn't even have to watch. It was just one of those ones. It was over. And that's against a good team. That's against a really good team. After that big Monday night win, uh, I know they were at home, but still one less day to prepare, one less day of rest, and they do that. That was maybe the win of the year so far, really. Yeah, I would say that's a totally fair way to way to categorize it, Scotty. Like, yeah. I mean, and and it's so funny, right? The Ravens have what one loss? Yeah, I believe. And I've watched the opener, that crazy game against the Raiders on Monday night. Remember, right? Yeah, they obviously went to overtime. Can you imagine being a Ravens fan right now? They almost lost to the Lions. It was like a miraculous throw by uh, Lamar Jackson to set up like an eighty-three yard field goal. (laughs) Yeah, it was a fourth and seventeen from their own whatever to set up the longest field goal of all time. That's all that needed to happen in order to beat the lions. Like, so it just shows you how crazy the league is though. Cause you know, they're pros and anything can happen, but Oh my goodness. So they do that. They dismantle Denver in a weird spot where they were an underdog. Like imagine that 
Imagine looking at that line from two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, Baltimore. They, they should have been a point dog in Denver. Ridiculous. And yeah. then they and then they beaten the Chiefs. They beaten the Chargers. They beat the Colts. Like, I mean, they're just never – if the defense plays like that, like the way they did against the Chargers and just totally stifling Herbert, they played so well. They can play with anyone. They can play with anyone because Lamar keeps them in any game. Totally. Oh, there you go. Kyrie, Kyrie is facts. back in the comments. There you go. As, yeah, yeah. Their, their defense looked incredible. Their defense looked fantastic. It, it was like they hit different. Like when I used to watch like the Buccaneers in the early 2000s, the Tony Dungy Buccaneers, like just smacking people. Like they hit different. And this this team is doing that. And I, it's secondary guys too. Like they're just they seem to be really playing well as a team. And well, they, uh, they didn't play well against the Colts. And right. I wonder if they started to like because Lamar was good, obviously, but he did he wasn't the statistical absolute inferno this week that he has been but he was still great but i wonder if the defense kind of saw that wow we got completely bailed out by some colts play calls a missed field goal and just lamar from last monday night and and decided we need to win a game and they they did enough basically on their own to win this game against you know one of the best teams in the league i think i think not enough credit goes to the coaching staff as well you know uh, all over the place. I for, yeah. Uh, DC, OC, and then Harbaugh. Like, you know, they're just continually overcoming these these issues. Um, like the, the injuries to the running back position. I know I know running back is what it is, but they were in – it was a strength, right? They're the best running offense. That's what they, they yeah. rely on. And they have yeah. J.K. Dobbins coming into his second year uh, along with another couple good backs. They all go down with like – wasn't it all – they all Achilles or neat ACLs? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but yeah, Regardless. it was something. Yeah, serious injuries. So I don't know. They've just found a way to overcome. They seem like a resilient group, and uh, not someone I would want to be seeing, you know, in come coming down into December, January time. That's for sure. And you know, who would have thought that this week that the game against the Bengals would be for first place in that division? Not any upcoming matchups with the Browns or the Steelers, but with the Bengals. Uh, Cannot wait for that game this Sunday. Sorry, we can uh, – I mean, I guess we've kind of talked about the Ravens-Chargers. I, but Quick thought on the Chargers. I think they just had one of those games uh, kind of caught in a buzzsaw right away, never got out of it. I'm not super concerned. Like, I think just chalk it up as a bad week, and we'll see him, uh, we'll see him next week. I don't know about and you I, on that one. Well, I, I also think, Scott, it's important that we acknowledge we, we, we talked about, you know, going forward on fourth, and, and I know mm. you've – been very outspoken about it and i do think though there's a bit of a limit on that and i think staley there was a couple times where i i found his i don't know if it was the execution or just the a approach little much. like like you know like we let's just tone it down you don't have to do it every time yeah like we know you're trying to install like an ethos and like this is what we do and you know like get ready and like um but like that's been established right yeah. like i think everyone knows that you guys are are aggressive and and you trust your players and i think if you don't go for one on like your your 28 like a fourth and four on your 28 then i think that's okay you know right like i am exactly what exactly what i'm saying yeah absolutely an advocate for going for it um but you know not literally every single time i think it has to make more sense than that and uh hey i would still prefer him to do that than what a lot of these coaches are doing uh trying to lose games as much as they can with how defensive and uh, conservative they get. But I think they gave some points up early as a result and just, it's hard to come back. It's hard to come back against the Ravens. So. Yeah. Too much. Like you said, I agree. Yeah. Um, let's let's, before we, uh, we, we move along. Let's we have a question from Justin yeah. Larson. He wants us to, to say, he says on Facebook, what about the conditioning of the secondary after losing Sherman and not knowing when David will return to the field? So yeah, it sucks, Justin. It really sucks the uh, injury situations for the Buccaneers secondary. It's like almost like laughable at this point. Like when yeah, Sherman, when Sherman went down, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Let's see what our backups can do. Let's see how well they're coached up. Dealing with, I you think know. Monty Kiffin is playing this week. <laughs> they're suiting him up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had, they had D Delaney in there, and and I think we're <laughs> going to see a lot of uh, Pierre Desir. Uh, names a lot of people likely haven't heard of, but some can be quality players, both of whom have, have ex- experienced in the NFL. 
Um, the point is, we've like there's not much to say about it uh, other than other than our next stretch of games. We're in the midst of a real cushy aspect of the schedule. We just need to hold yeah. the fort down and get Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunting, and everyone healthy for the for you know the stretch run. And that's all. All yeah. we got to do is hold the fort down and being having one loss on the season thus far with a lot better football, you know, being capable yeah. of a lot better football. I'm okay with it. We just got to keep grinding out these ugly wins if we need to. Yeah. And in, in the immediate future, like they're playing the bears this week who, who has an offense that everyone still thinks is 1982. So like if there was ever a team scheme and coach to not worry about maybe some, uh, well, not some, the unbelievable amount of injuries in the secondary, it's this, ridiculous bears team even despite how much we love fields like they suck and uh yeah like like um yeah like justin was like he was asking what are you supposed to do there's not much you can do other than just thank whoever you want to thank that the schedule is very doable right now and like i said it starts with the bears and then we're rolling into some other very winnable games as i think we discussed last week on the pod just get get them healthy for the real games win these games however you have to and uh and make sure everyone's good to go and uh come december is what i would say that's it it's good advice and and oh you know that's really good advice by me everyone just get healthy when it matters i i hope bruce is listening and he he knows that i said that there we go Uh, (laughs) but no like and and sorry you were talking about the bengals and i didn't mean to cut you off there we just got a bucks question so um oh we can sorry before we do uh, Richie Pearsall, are they thinking of bringing in help till we return to normal? Um, Richie, I assume you're you're referring to the injury situation and and for our DB situation. I mean, I don't know what what other solutions are out there in the meantime that would be better than the veterans and players we've already signed who are familiar with Todd Bowles' defense. Yeah, um, you know, I really don't think there's some some solution. I think ultimately, all like, and I'm talking about like D Delaney, um, the guys I mentioned, Pierre Desir. You know, we have Jamel Dean. Like, these are guys who are going to be better. Like, you, let's say you find some free agent, some underwhelming free agent who's played around the league, who's available on someone's practice squad, who just hasn't been cutting their roster. Is that going to be an upgrade over these guys who have been in our system and are proven, like, starter quality players in the NFL, which we have? No, absolutely not worth it. So, again, I really don't think they're going to be looking at it at this point. I think Sherman – I think they, they were willing to explore, but I don't know how seriously – uh, bring over Gilmore, but there's and no look there's at no how mad- much, yeah. And look, just sorry, call, but look at how much Sherman got attacked in that Patriots game, his first game, right? Like they're going to continue to do that. Con- any new guy that just they sign off the bus to to come in and play, coaches know, other teams know, and that's going to be. I totally agree with you. I think you got to keep it in house and just uh, see what you can do with the guys who know what Bulls is expecting. Right, Ross Cockrell, Pierre Desir, D. Delaney. Those are the names you got to get familiar with for the next few weeks and hope uh, hope our starting corners can get healthy. Uh, but those are, are fine players once they get they get yeah. used to their rotations. Like, I'm actually pretty satisfied with the guys that are there. Let's just hope there's not any more significant injuries to that unit over these next couple games because then it's, I don't know, they'll start calling the CFL, um, trying to find guys. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, Cap. So we were starting to talk about the Bengals because of that big matchup next week with the Ravens. I'm with you, man. Yeah. That's excited. I'm excited. I love watching Cincy. It's my favorite team to watch that offense because Joe Burrow's getting more confident every week. Uh, love Joe Burrow. Love Jamar Chase. And then they got those other receivers. I mean, Mixon's fun to watch when he's in there uh, as much as of a piece of shit human being as he is um, mm-hmm. on the field. He's an exciting player. So I, I'm surprised with how Cincy has managed their, their awful – offensive line like those guys you know have been stepping up well enough to hold the fort down and, and again it's a test yeah. burrow but i yeah i think it's more burrow i think it's still not great but it's not bad because if it was really bad then they would not be in this spot right like they, their record would not be that good there's just, just there's just no way but there's room for improvement there but I, once again just burrow burrow's so smart just diagnosing the plays, distributing the ball, but also can push it downfield when he needs to. And that's why Chase is 
such a good fit. I mean, the chemistry they have, uh, they're just so fun to watch. I hope that's a good game this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we get a really close game in that one. I think we will. Uh, getting to watch Burrow and Jackson play against each other. Awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. I I looked at, I did a quick look ahead at the lines and uh looks like Baltimore's favored by the full touchdown at home. So interesting. A lot of a lot of love for Baltimore, understandably considering what they've done in some primetime spots. They're gonna get a lot of public money on them, right? But um I would be looking at Joey Burrow in that game. I'd be looking at all those points, but uh we can talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But the, um, actually, I actually, I got to be honest. I turned off the Lions Bengals in about after the first quarter. Like, it, not to, once again, yeah, not to pat myself on the back here, but it looked like Detroit expelled everything in that Minnesota gut punch loss, and they were just due to just get the absolute shit kicked out of them, which is what happened, right? So Cincinnati, good for them. Um, dominating a bad team was never in doubt. Like literally up by three touchdowns. It seemed like the entire game and uh, Hey, a win's a win. Good for them. They're good, man. They're good. Speaking of the lions. I don't know if you saw Dan, Dan Campbell called out our oh. boy, Jared Goff the other day saying he's got to oh. do more. I so. didn't see that. I, Oh, was, has Goff not been kneecapping enough people? Yeah, I guess not. I, I don't suppose. know. I don't well, know what he's expecting from Jared Goff. And yeah, maybe they should expect not to trade for him because he's not any good. Uh, and now, how awkward is this Lions-Rams game? Like, it's literally, wow, look at how good the X is doing with the new person. Like, is that this that week? That's this week. The, the Lions are at the Rams. Like, you know, Sean McVay is just sitting there licking his chops, just justifying exactly this trade. It's unbelievable. Like, it's hard to even imagine that Goff was on the Rams and – did anything with them after seeing him what he's do, like what he's doing in Detroit and then vice versa with Stafford because they look so good and he looks so good. Yeah. Do you think? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, of course. I didn't even realize that they were playing this weekend. That's yeah, hilarious. It's this week. It's brutal. It, if it was in Detroit, it would be, it would be less hard on the lions. I honestly think if it was in Detroit, cause at least the fans would have their like moment of, of appreciation they'd give to Matt Stafford and it'd be this like heartfelt homecoming sort of yeah but then they'd all be having panic attacks when Stafford throws for 320 and four touchdowns and Jared Goff's baby hands keep fumbling the ball at home right but yeah I I mean I see what you mean I just mean like they would have something to feel like it was theirs like now now they're just gonna be watching on tv and they're just gonna see him get smashed it's gonna be embarrassing for for all the Lions for Dan Campbell for everyone Uh, let's talk about a better team yeah okay great yeah, another I, great matchup I I that went. Another great matchup that went down yesterday uh, was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Browns. At least on paper, at least on what the teams had done so far. Uh, but the Cards, you know, without their coach with some COVID issues, uh, they stay undefeated and they absolutely thump the Browns. Uh, and that that now looks like two teams heading in completely opposite directions. Um, and I'm I'm going to take it on the chin here too. Like I was big on the Browns being the team to come out of the AFC North this year. I did not think. Um, sorry, I did not think, sorry, Baltimore. North. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I didn't, <laughs> sorry, folks. Uh, anyway, the Cardinals, <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals look like the prize of the NFL, let alone the NFC West right now. So they're awesome, know, right? They're super good. They're super fun to watch like backyard football. Maybe Tyler the best Davis combination of, of fun and good right now. Yeah. Right. They, they yeah. really have found that balance. Haven't they? Yeah. And to, like I, I love Kyler. I, I don't know how you don't enjoy watching him, as we've discussed on this show. So to see him succeeding within a system is really kind of cool. Um, you know, just because he's such a unique type of athlete. Meanwhile, so, sorry, go, go on. ahead. Sorry, no, I, no, I was just gonna wanted to bring this back to the Bucks because I wanted if anyone wanted to to chime in, but I also want to hear your opinion. Okay, so you're Tom Brady in the Bucks. Great, you know you're gonna you have a shot against anyone in the league and in the NFC, obviously, to get to the Super Bowl. Which quarterback do you least want to see? So there's Stafford, Rogers, Dak, and Kyler. I mean, that is a murderer's row. In order to like, it's a, mm-hmm. like picking your poison there, man. I don't know. I don't have an answer, by the way. I wouldn't want to play any of those four guys. 
Honestly, I would say I would least want to see Rodgers if we're just talking about the quarterback because of what we yeah. did to him last year and because of how just talking about the quarterback and because just of how about the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodgers would be my pick, right? Okay. I think I think Bowles is really good at scheming guys. Assuming the Bucks have a healthy healthy defense for the most part at that point of the year, um, you know the Packers are going to be so prepared, so thoroughly prepared to play the Bucks after what they did to him at Lambeau last year to go to the Super Bowl. Like that stings, man. That's all they're thinking about. Just like Chiefs fans, yeah. like so. So I just think in that situation, Aaron Rodgers would have just somehow he would have extra motivation to win the game. And I think with all that he's been through in the NFL and how experienced and how smart he is and and how uh, how live his arm is still, like he's still yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather try and take advantage of a young quarterback with. Um, a pretty tricky scheme that you know Todd Bowles would dial up with some really powerful front players that we saw tear apart Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's yeah. offense in the Super Bowl last year. So that's my answer. I think that's right. Like that's great and probably the right answer. But I, I, my, my main point was I think people can make very realistic cases for any of those guys. Totally. You know, like if you if you're terrified of Kyler, yeah, okay. If you're terrified of Stafford plus the defense, oh, I get that. If you're terrified of Dak just being able to go up and down the field and, and bring the Cowboys back into the game, yeah, makes sense. Like, uh, no bad answers or no good answers, I guess. If you're if you're a Bucks fan in that scenario, I mean, you have Brady, so it's it's good. It just shows you the depth at the top of the conference. Totally, man. It's gonna be uh, it's scary. It's scary playing against a quarterback. Any one of those teams could beat any of the other teams. Any defense when you have that kind of yeah. talent at that yeah. pivot, that position, right? For sure. And so, and just to to piggyback on what you're saying about the Browns, they were pretty banged up in this game. Now, I don't think it would have mattered. I think Arizona was beating them uh, like a drum, basically even fully healthy, just the way they they were clicking, scoring 37 points like that. But uh, they have been a bit banged up. Looked like Baker kind of aggravated something uh, during the game. So did OBJ. They're missing Jarvis Landry and a couple other guys. But um, Chubb. Chubb, obviously. Yeah. And now Hunt, Hunt's gone now. Kareem Hunt's gone yeah. for several, several weeks. Now they have kind of this funky Thursday nighter at home against the Broncos where you just have to win that game. You just, I mean, they should. They absolutely should. But you can't, you miss, you know, you somehow drop this one. You're three and four, kind of reeling a bit. I've been, I've been, I know you were saying you're, you know, saying that you're wrong about. It. I'm, I'm not willing to write them off yet, just because I still think they're really good. I, I know you're not either. I know you still like them, but I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for the Chargers' loss and the first game of the year was against the Chiefs. Um, but they got beat yesterday, and like I said, they got to be, they got to win this Denver game at home and just, and just get something positive, right? Because it's been kind of a weird start to the season, even though I think they're a good team. Yeah, Baker has a legit, like, I think it's, I don't know if it's a torn labrum, but he has something. And then he dislocated that, it's his left shoulder, and he did, then he dislocated it. So it looked really painful. J.J. Watt was, like, calling people over. Uh, So here's the thing, like, of course it's better if it's his left shoulder as a quarterback, but anyone who knows anything about throwing understands the momentum generated from the front side of your body. And that certainly includes your arm. Um, you don't want you shoulder and labrum injuries. I know that. Yeah. So like, he's got to be in a ton of pain and not to say that some people are more equipped to deal with pain than others. I know Baker's a tough guy, but I feel like he's already, I don't know, man, seeing Baker in the NFL. And I was, I loved Baker at Oklahoma, but just like, I feel like he's, his ceiling isn't as high as I once thought it was. Like I feel like he's he's surviving, kind of surviving as a quarterback of a really good team, and and this sort of thing could really expose him because I'm not always confident in the way he's processing the game from a mental standpoint, and he's got a ton of weapons all over on the both sides of the ball to help put him in a position to succeed. So he's done enough, and I think you could win with Baker. I just think he needs to be operating at his best in order for them to to do that. That's all fair, man. That's all fair. They need him healthy, and uh, my fantasy team needs him healthy as well. So hopefully, uh, for both of us, he you know he he turns those around. And they also have like the, the, you know they're along with Baltimore, arguably the best running game. They definitely have the best running back tandem in the NFL, and probably the best offensive line 
I would say. And they got injuries all over the place there. So if that happens, then they're legitimately screwed. Like it doesn't matter how much talent they have elsewhere. If their O-line and running backs are out for any significant period of time, um, you could say goodnight to the Browns right now. Yeah. And then, you know, if they have the terrible injury season, then that's what happens. And they're not a contender, just like anyone, right? So hopefully they don't, because I think they'd be fun to have around. Uh, definitely would love to see some meaningful Browns-Ravens games this year. So, uh, yeah, man, let's just – let's hope Baker gets uh, – hope Baker gets better. So we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, he was my answer for the quarterback – NFC quarterback I'd least likely like to see as a Buccaneer fan in the postseason. Uh, how about Aaron Rodgers to, to the – ripping the heart out of the, the Bears fans at Soldier Field yelling, all my effing life, I own you. That that yeah. was so hilarious to watch. It he's not wrong, man. His like he just goes in there. They just beat the Bears like every single time. It's crazy. I, did you see that there? Someone um changed his Wikipedia page or on the on the Bears Wikipedia page. It says owner Aaron Rodgers. No, I didn't. But so that's that was pretty good little uh, pretty good little edit. So he's he's twenty one and five against the Bears in his career. Like fifty seven touchdowns 10 picks in those games like what are we doing imagine being the bears i'm sure i'd have to check i would i would imagine the only i mean he probably has a similar record against the lions i i would assume it's probably a little bit closer to 50 50 against the vikings but those teams just having to deal with that effing guy two times a year like with the bears insane offense brutal coach and just like those fans must be so dejected. They didn't even do much. They only scored 24 points this, this week, and they still easily covered, won the game by 10, never in doubt. Like, it, ugh, that, he does own them. He owns them. Yeah, and and as bad as the Bears have been at times, they've always seemed to have a, had a defense. Not always, but most years. They've managed, to, oh, you know, the, those, those Fangio defenses. Their defense right now is really good, but that's how good Aaron Rodgers is, and I, f- I feel like he, he gets – I know he was the MVP last year, but um, he's he's but, so good. But and I like, see, yeah. I like seeing him have that, like, you know, that fuck you mentality too. Like, despite Good. all the stunts he pulled this offseason, yeah, I guess you really want to see that, especially if you're a Packer fan from him. Exactly. He's into it. He knows he knows he is just ripping Bears fans' hearts out twice a year, every single year. He's awesome. He's fantastic. The Bears suck. I don't know why we didn't think about taking the Packers in that game, by the way, but I guess that's his story for a different day. Classic hindsight, overthink. My hindsight, my friend. Oh, I know, but like, let's just. All right, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk off. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll go over it. And speaking of like Aaron Rodgers trying to rebuild his reputation amongst Packer fans, how about your buddy Urban Meyer completely redeeming himself with a oh, win? Yeah, for the Jags on the road. Wow, <laughs> what a historic day! Good for him, man. Wow, they beat the Dolphins. The freaking banged up dolphins who suck. Dolphins Tula, suck. Part, part, they suck. They're it's very disappointing. I thought they were going to be good. I thought they were going to be a playoff team or at least contend, and they are definitely not. Um, you know, they give up 17 yards at the end of the game to to allow Jacksonville to kick a field goal. Just a heartwarming story for Herb to get that first win. You know, as likable as the day is long. Um. Herb, doing you're it on for first the team. To, yeah, you call yeah, him Herb now? yeah, yeah. Just as just a likable dude, doing it for the organization, not selfish at all. Um, actually, he flew back with the team. Uh, there were reports that he flew back with the team, so that was huge, huge for morale. Just what a guy, what a guy. I'm that's kidding. how you own it. That's how you own it. You fly. That's back how you own team. your mistakes. That's how you own your mistakes. You're an adult, and you know you come with a forthright apology explaining what actually happened, which is obviously what he did. No, he's a disgusting sewer human, and uh, I want them to lose every single game, even though I feel bad for them as a team. Uh, I hate him. Um, but I here's a – do you feel like it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit that they had lost 20 straight games? Yeah, they mentioned it. Like a little bit. Man, but it's just so – like, yeah, that is crazy because it wasn't that long ago they were playing against the Patriots. Like, it feels like with Fournette and, and was Ramsey yeah, a rookie of year – yeah, and I was like, wow, like this defense, right? They have all those pieces on defense, but I guess it really quickly fell apart. And Yeah. 20 straight, I, that's crazy, man. That's a lot of losses. But 20, lot that's got to be one of the longest losing streaks in NFL history. Well, and it's kind of been like, yeah, yeah, they keep, they keep losing. Oh, yeah, I know the Bucks, but uh, one of, one of, 
And the crazy, they won their first game last year, which is kind of funny because they were one and zero, and then they lost their next fifteen plus the first five of this year. Um, didn't you bet? Didn't you bet Gardner Minshew MVP after that game? I I sprinkled. I I dabbled. I mean, just in a couple books, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, but I mean, weird London game. Unfortunate for the Brits that they had to watch those two teams. I guess it's an easy flight for you know two teams from Florida to go over there. But uh, hey, NFL, they got to win. Is the NFL trying to recruit fans know. by the teams they I don't over there? Know. Jets, Falcons, and this. Like, give them a game at least. Jesus. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard. Well, I, like, I guess th- those franchises just can't complain about the uh, major inconvenience of one of them having to have a home game all the way across the pond. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of say certain teams would have in you know deciding not to go over there, but you couldn't send, I don't know, like Buffalo and Dallas or something. Like, is that cool so to, crazy? It'd be cool to watch a good game over in London. On it's like a neutral field. I think that'd be kind of kind of neat, actually. I don't yeah, see other, I don't know. I don't know about you. Like, the, I kind of don't even think about the London game. Other than the fact that it's at nine thirty, like it's, I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool. Like that's cool that it's there, and then that's it. No, I don't. It's just the, I don't even yeah. know why we're talking about it. I guess I brought it up just because I wanted <laughs> yeah. to mention Urban Meyer winning a football yeah. game to you after your passionate tirade well, a couple weeks ago. Still hasn't won in America yet, so we'll keep that record intact. There we are, idiot. Uh, what do you think of the, I don't know if you caught any of the Chiefs game. I when I looked and saw them losing at halftime to Washington football team, I was like, whoa boy. Couple um, but, a couple turnovers in the first half. One was a bad Tyreek drop on like the four or five yard line. I was pretty confident that they were gonna roll in the second half because they were still moving the ball. Um I mean we kind of mentioned we kind of brought it up on the pod. I was or uh the like the preview show wanting to see what they would do if they were in another semi like precarious spot, which they were right down at halftime. And they answered the bell. I thought that was, I mean, Washington's worse than I thought, you know, one of the teams that I would say I was a little bit too high on uh, relative to what they're looking like now, but uh, you know, they, they went out there and just beat the shit out of them in the second half. Like that does, that, that means something. That's, that's a good sign for Kansas city. Yeah, you're right. Because even when I look at it myself, I have to remind myself, I'm like, Sometimes it doesn't matter how you win. Like winning in the yeah. NFL is hard. You get a it's win. It's very that hard. Counts the same. Like, get the damn win. That's all that yeah. matters. At the end of the year, you know, they're not looking back. Like, for the Bucks last year, for example, Super Bowl champions, people forget about all those shitty losses or underwhelming victories where you scrape by. It really does not matter. It's a, it's a one or a zero. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so I, I get that. But, I mean, you know, Mahomes, what, he throw two picks? He's, he's got already got two more interceptions than he threw all of last season. Yeah. We're not even a, at the halfway point. A pretty hand, like a pretty decent handful of them though. have been like badly tipped balls or dropped. And it's like, I know like you, you sound like they, his mom. I, well, sometimes Did I you, feel like a surrogate dad or a, you know, substitute dad. Not that he doesn't have a dad. I just really like him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Did yeah, you hear so what I, his I mom? Like, Sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you hear what his mom was like, how she was going off about how interceptions shouldn't shouldn't be on the quarterback if it's the receiver's fault? Well, yeah, I don't disagree with her, to be honest. So, I mean, I don't think a new stat should be invented, but I understand the sentiment of what she's saying. The fact that yeah. he gets punished because Tyree Kill just drops a pass and it goes right into someone's hands. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is, but it's always been ridiculous. That's just the way the yeah. way the sport is. So, so For you're sure. right. what you said is yes. That you understand the frustration, but she was like, yeah, kind of calling. I'm only bringing this up because the Mahomes family has been in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. His his brother's an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. He is an idiot. Um, you saw the Sean Taylor issue. Yeah. So like he's doing. First of all, there's been videos. I forget his name. Jackson Mahomes. Jackson his younger Mahomes. brother. There was a like a few weeks ago, I saw him throwing water at someone in an opposing team stadium. He was up in his suite and he like threw water at them from the opposing team. So that was the first, cool. uh, yeah, first issue. But he's been getting absolutely ravaged, rightfully so, for because he he recorded a, a 
pretty much a, a sexualized TikTok video of him dancing. And he happened to be in the chained off area uh, making this stupid little video. Like it's already cringy enough as it is, but he's doing it on like the number 21 on the day they're um, honoring Sean Taylor. Did you so, also, did you see, sorry, just adding to this, cause it's all part of how ridiculous the whole um, ridiculously bad. The Sean Taylor ceremony was Daniel Snyder was like wearing a hoodie. There wasn't any, there wasn't a speech or any sort of video or anything like that. The, the family just kind of came out and waved. It was like, beyond amateur hour what they put together for sean taylor um you know coincidentally enough right after all these emails come out right with the investigation and gruden and all that and they can't even do that right they can't even honor one of their most beloved players ever right they can't even do that it's just classic like classic skins sorry football team whatever yeah, how is he not like we like we said last week? In the like, how long ago did Sean Taylor pass away? If you, like it's got to be like approaching a decade, even like. Yeah, I think it's longer than that. Right, like so. Yeah. How is it just being done now? It's so. Peculiar. How is it first? Of, yeah, how is it just being done now? Why? I hope no one's surprised that they that the Snyder screwed it up because the family and the and the franchise in general are just disgusting. Like, of course, of course, of course, this didn't go well. Of course. Jackson Mahomes is recording a TikTok on his like is in the in the roped off area. Like, just figure it out. Just do anything right, you know. Yeah. Just do one thing right. It's ridiculous. They suck. Yeah. So he recorded his TikTok in the area. So he got just eviscerated as he should. But I honestly, at least, like, I think he's guilty of being super tacky and privileged like in his little like whatever but i don't think he was trying to in any way slight sean taylor i think it's no, a matter of no. ignorance so i don't think people should act like he's like trying to like oh in any of course way not sean taylor it's more just how he, naive right? yeah a night yeah kill him for the naivete and lack of awareness don't he wasn't scoping out the sean taylor portion of the field to go dance on like come on like let's yeah. give him a bit of a break there but yeah doesn't mean That's he's not all, a total idiot. That was all I wanted to say. So I'm glad you yeah, see it that I, way as well. Okay, I agree with you. But still, absolute clown. He's got to oh, get it right. Nice. And his 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 mom and follower on Twitter, like it's she's he's got his family is just not cool. It looks like oh, he's Patrick seems pretty cool. I know he seems super cool. He's he's like a really modest, like uh, very professional, hardworking, articulate dude. For, considering like what he's accomplished so far, and um, yeah, but also like, it's just like not a tool, not at all a tool. Like speaking of tools, though, the uh, one thing we wanted, yeah, you know what's coming for anyone who didn't see, and I think most people probably caught it circulating on social media this morning. But um, and this was the one thing I wanted to mention about that Sunday night football game was them showing the injured Russell Wilson pregame. So he's he's had his thumb surgery it's in a cast but he wanted to get his work in so they're framing it as though he did this like entire simulated game and they're praising russell wilson here he is pre-game al uh and, and it's showing russell wilson simulate a game alone on the field and to the point where he's like like the the little the it's the footage opens up showing him on one knee pretending to talk in a huddle to call the play before like dropping back and like running a play action imaginary play action play it was the most awkward weirdest thing ever thirsty so rough though so oh, rough so rough it's so on brand I, I i don't even know where to start with it like it, it's so bad it's it's i mean i'm glad it happened because then we get to see it and it's just like another brutal nail in the wilson having any sort of credibility coffin because he's just such a nerd but what are we do like what are you do why are you doing that? Oh my god, you're so dedicated. Oh, you, you're so dedicated. You had to do that on Sunday night football just before the game started with all the cameras out there. Oh, right. You couldn't have done that anywhere else. Are you kidding, man? Like it's not only just just like lame and cringy, it's just a like it's just a weak, weak move. And like just oh, I don't know. I was dying watching. I, I kind of had to turn it off. It was so awkward. Yeah, like you couldn't do that like in your backyard before you got yeah. there, or like, or like, I don't know. It it's almost not about more... him though. It's yeah. not about him, even though he's doing that. Like, get out of here, dude. It felt get more like an here. SNL parody, like yeah, right, than Seriously. an actual thing. When he was when he was kneeling, like 
maybe I could have like accepted it if it was a little, I don't know, but him being on one knee talking in the huddle with no one else there was what got me. That really just verified how awkward it is. Love him as a player. Love Russ. Not criticizing him. Like he's not an evil person. He is just so painfully awkward with like his identity crisis and the disingenuous nature of some of his tactics to like engage audiences outside of yeah. the football arena. That's for sure. And it's it. like, Hey, I understand it. It's hard for me to call him a loser as I have this Ikea map behind me and he's a multi bazillionaire Super Bowl winner married to one of the hottest women in the, on the planet, but he's just a nerd, man. Like he's just a loot. Like he doesn't get it. The unlimited thing makes no, doesn't even make sense. He's just, he's just like, decidedly uncool he's just not a cool dude at all like i guess likable enough in terms of like you know he's not a a bad person or anything but oh my god i'm finding it really hard to even like him as a player anymore like it's seeping into that for me for sure yeah I, I, i yeah i appreciate his gifts too much on the field for it to affect it like i just love how he plays the position especially with some of the issues in that offense but I mean, yeah, it's just I'm I'm with you though in general. Like I'd rather oh. him just embrace being a dork and a nerd and not try to be something he's not. Like okay, you know what I mean? Or like do it without the cameras. Like okay, if you're not ready to throw the ball yet, then maybe you shouldn't be on the field, right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get some throws in on the field before the Sunday nighter because his finger was allowing him to do that, well, cool. Well, that like, that'd be completely that. different. Yeah, that's that's reps. That's like at the time of the game, you know what I mean? Like I, I can understand that this is such a thirst trap just going out there. It like, it's bad. Like it, yeah. sorry, we're, we're giving this a lot of airtime. I don't care. It was, I don't, it was painful, like super yeah. painful to watch. Yeah. For sure. I, I thought of you uh, when it was happening. Oh God. Thank God the power was out. I would have thrown something at the TV anyway. So there you right. go. So we've got a, just a couple minutes here before we head out uh, to watch some Monday night football ourselves. But I mean, uh, let's briefly talk. What are you looking forward to in this bills Titans game, Scotty? What are you uh, looking to see here tonight? Well, I I think it's a, one of those really tough one for the bills where the Titans are, you know, just good enough where they can easily give someone a game, obviously, but the bills are going to be expected to go in there and, and win. They're favored by almost a touchdown. Tennessee's a tough place to play. I, it's one of those ones where I, I think it's going to be more about Tennessee either way. Um, Cause Buffalo is either going to be expected to win or, Oh, they ran into a tough, uh, you know, like a, a tough game on the road on Monday night, kind of prime time. I would look for Henry to have a big game. Obviously that's uh, that's no surprise. Want to see if Buffalo can keep up this offensive tear that they've been on. They've been dismantling teams and putting up 35 points consistently. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. I think it's huge for Tennessee's season. Yeah, they need it. They're going to need it. Yeah. I think the Bills have a ton of confidence right now. And I think uh, they're going to come out firing in the air. I think I could see Diggs and Beasley having a big day. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Titans are funny, right? Because they're, they're one of the hardest teams to predict on a week-to-week basis because they yeah. have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. And then yeah. they have a, a very capable quarterback. And they have – what looks like the reincarnation of Jim Brown on Hulk juice, like turning him into the Hulk. <laughs> like Derrick Henry is just so utterly ridiculous and talented as a football player. This uh, just so, in, he's uh, still bigger than Mark Ingram. It's like that yeah. photo shows still, still the same. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah, man. Game. Who do you like? Who do you like in the game? I mean, I like, I like the bills to win. I'm not touching that line. Cause I, I don't like to bet on or against the Titans, but I, I, I think the Bills are the best team in football right now. I guess this would yeah. be would go a little bit further to verifying that. Just the combination of their offense and defense, both operating at such a high level to me, with a really unique quarterback with an incredible arm and who's super athletic and really starting to figure it out. And look how successful he's been before he has it figured out. I think mm-hmm. the Bills are scary. The Bills are scary for anyone. No doubt. No arguments here. They're good, man. I think I think we get a good game. I think the Bills win a close one, like 31-27 or something. I hope so, for viewing yeah. sake. And, and it could very well be the case. And, I mean, the Titans got to have some pride here. Like, they got too many weapons. Um, for sure. I just think their secondary is a bit of an issue for them, among other things, on that side of the ball. That's fair. 
Well, um, anything else you want to hit on before we we depart? No, I'm good. That was just uh, you know interesting week of games. A couple blowouts early, a couple good close ones late, and uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's go watch this Titans Bills game. No doubt. And anyone who was uh, hoping for a little more Bucks talk tonight, well, we we did a whole bunch of that um, on our Friday night live on Bucks Report. So that's why we were kind of focusing on more of a NFL wide perspective this evening. Um, but we will be back next week and we'll be talking all about whatever happens between uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears, which is, of course, the uh, matchup next weekend. So enjoy Monday Night Football. Make sure you're following Bucks Banter on Twitter. Follow my boy Scotty at Captain Ron, as you see on the screen. And please, please find us on YouTube and like and subscribe or just subscribe. I don't really care if you like it unless you really like it. Subscribe to the Bucks Banter channel on YouTube. <laughs> Be Thanks, well, guys. Man. Be well. Peace.